I'm your host, Aaron Groves, and welcome to the Pop Podcast. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Pop Podcast. I hope everyone had a fabulous weekend. I am currently recording this a little late on Sunday evening, watching the Bengals play the Buccaneers. I hope everyone had a fabulous weekend. I usually pre-record these, but I was traveling in Austin this weekend, so I am running a little bit behind, but I am super excited about this week's guest. I know I say this every week, but I feel like each conversation I have brings me closer and closer to my authentic truth and just brings out a different side of my personality. So I am so excited that I have Dara Kempka on the podcast today. She is the CEO and owner of Natural Infusion Partners here in Dallas, Texas, which does all things IV services and ozone therapy. And to be honest, I was not familiar with ozone therapy before this episode. I do have a mutual friend that goes and uses her services. So this episode is filled with so much knowledge. If you are curious about ozone therapy or you're going down the functional medicine route, this episode is incredible and it just opens your eyes to what's going on around you. And I think it's the reminder that you need to trust your intuition and trust what you know over what the media or other people are telling you that you need to do. She has an incredible story on why she transferred from typical Western medicine, being an RN to functional medicine, and then what eventually led her down the path to opening natural infusion partners. So I hope you all love this episode. Dara is amazing. She speaks very clearly. She articulates perfectly. I loved having her as a guest. Enjoy the episode. They're all having all of these health issues. And it's not funny, but I know that your son has eczema. And that's kind of what catapulted you down this path, which I want you to touch a little bit on. But my brother also has eczema. Yeah. So my first initial question to you is what stemmed the passion for more functional medicine versus more old school Western medicine? So basically because it didn't work. Yeah. Right. Like I was a conventional practice nurse for eight years before I had ever heard of functional medicine. And when I went down that rabbit hole and I'm still going down it, I was upset, you know, because I'm like, why don't we learn about this in nursing school? And I think what kind of catapulted me even farther and farther is that it works. Like if you just give the body what it needs, it will heal itself. Um, And what I learned in nursing school and through um, drug therapy is that my, my patients used to tell me like, I'm fine. I'm not getting worse. So it's a good day. My doctor Mm -hmm. told me that this is a progressive chronic disease. Like I'm never going to get better. This is a thing that I deal with my whole life and I'm just glad to still be here and that just isn't good enough for me you know and I don't think I ever questioned it because it wasn't happening to me you know and as shitty as that sounds like it really takes when it happens to yourself or Mm -hmm. your child for you to to really question and push against the grain Um, because in nursing school like they just it it's pretty it's ingrained in you. Yeah. Like I remember learning that 
vaccines, like if you don't vaccinate, you're endangering everyone else. And they used to say like if COVID, yeah, and it's come someone's saying that they don't want to vaccinate that you need it's our job as a practitioner health in healthcare to change their mind. Like that was what they taught me in nursing school. And I went to a really like well-respected expensive nursing school. So anyways, all that to say, like I had to really unlearn Mm -hmm. a lot of things. Um, And I, and I didn't feel the need to do that until it, my own child was suffering. And then everything that all the options, like, I mean, he was three months old and we're giving him oral steroids and it wasn't working. So like, I would never do that again. Yeah. Knowing what I know now. Um, but then someone told me to re- remove dairy from my diet and that worked. Like, yeah, how, yeah. like, how does that even connect? I had no idea. Obviously I was nursing. So whatever I ate, you know, mm-hmm. was, um, getting passed to him. And at the end of the day, it all came down to deficiencies. Like what he wasn't getting enough omega three in his diet and my diet. And then, um, also he was, uh, at 10 days old, he got RSV, which is Aww. a virus really scary you know um and they gave me an antibiotic for it and you know I know better like now especially but even then like I'm like well you know it's an antibiotic this is a virus I'm still gonna give it to them because they gave it to me and obviously they gave it to me for a reason yeah you know I don't want to not do what they tell me to do when my baby can't breathe Mm -hmm. well I think what happened was is that antibiotic at 10 days will completely wiped out his healthy like whatever he did have in his gut and then these um inflammatory foods just wrecked havoc and our skin is a like it's anything that's going on on your skin is a reflection of what's happening on the inside of your body so um yeah it it was a combination of gut leaky gut yeah food sensitivities and deficiencies and as soon as we cleared that up which with kids it didn't take very much time yeah um he healed and now you can't even tell that he had those problems and it's not always that simple but yeah it it really can be there's a lot of ways we can and it's funny because my sister was I think she I might be saying this wrong I think she like pooped in my mom's stomach and she had so many issues when she and they she was on a bunch of antibiotics and she got diagnosed with Crohn's disease later and they said that they think part a potential was because you were on so many heavy doses of antibiotics and messed up your gut and that's why she has Crohn's disease and even watching her go through everything that she's had to gone through that's I mean kind of what you said whether it happens to you or whether it happens to someone that's close to you like you just watch and there's something in me that I'm like, I just know there's another way. Why do you feel that they don't teach you this stuff in nursing school? Why is it so kind of kept under wrap when it's the truth in a sense and it's what's actually going to heal you from the root cause? Yeah. Well, I mean, without getting political, yeah. <laughs> it's really about, well, what's the goal of these programs? Yeah. To make money. Yeah. And Um, you know, unfortunately there are people out there that are in control of what we learn and what programs Mm -hmm. are geared towards and people are putting money into this and, and it's all about the money. It's not really about us and giving, you know, giving us a chance to do this as you know, our bodies were designed to do this. It's how can we create a product 
to make money off of mm -hmm. this sick nation and how do we keep them sick? Unfortunately, you know? Yeah. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, but that really is what's going on. It's true with in any, any situation. It's like you don't see going to the doctor and they're like, maybe you need more of this to eat this or focus on your diet or focus on this. It's, oh, you're depressed. Here's a medicine. Oh, you have this. Here's a medicine. It, it was never. And I experienced that even giving birth control or like certain things, they're just always pushing something at you, but they're never asking you why. The most important question, why? We're trying to understand like what truly was going on. And it's so sad for someone out there that's listening that maybe doesn't know or is new. What's the true difference in your opinion from functional me medicine versus more what we see new age Western medicine? Yeah. So, um, being in functional medicine is kind of like doing detective work. And so I think that time is one of the things that's against, you know, conventional doctors is like they literally only have five to 10 minutes to speak with a patient. There's no way you're going to figure out why something yeah. is going on in five to 10 minutes. It takes hours. It takes months. It takes years to figure out why. Yeah. So time is a problem mm -hmm. for sure. And the other thing is, is like, what I notice with my clients now versus the dynamic and that I was in before is the we really want to teach you and empower you to figure it out yourself um, versus going into a doctor and telling me what's wrong. Like, I just want you to tell me what's wrong and then you to fix it and then me do that and I'd be better. Yeah. Where in in this world, it's more of a um, let's sit down together and figure this out together. Um, and then let's come up with a plan that makes sense for you yeah. and one that you're actually going to be able to, to do because it is harder. It's not, it's easier to take the pill, Yeah. but, um, yeah, I would say that it's a shift. It's a shift in thinking mm -hmm. and it's, um, it's a lot more work. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see a lot of people that are working in that profession and maybe this is just because I'm not in that world that make this switch from old school to maybe new school is what we'll call it for the sake of this um, outside of your son like what really compelled you to go down this track and then eventually open up your own ozone therapy and we'll get there but what was that initial event if you will that made you switch completely over well I was working in a neurology practice um, prior to switching to functional medicine. I was in this big neurology practice in Dallas, um, like 14 neurologists, and I helped them open an infusion suite. I've been in IV therapy pretty much my whole nursing career. I've done all kinds of infusions. Um, and uh, so they used to make fun of me there because this was, I was working there when I was figuring all this out yeah. and I changed my diet and I would do like intermittent fasting. Um, I would do like juices and all kinds of stuff. They used to call me kale, kale girl. Like anytime there would be kale, kale for lunch, you know, every day um, drug reps would come out and yeah. deliver lunch every single day. And so if there was kale or like salad, they'd be like, Oh my God, Dara, it's there's kale today. Come see, you know, I'm like, nope, still not coming to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I wow. think it was a it was um, a combination of not feeling like I was being supported in the role that I was at. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to talk to my patients about their diet. 
you know, I was working with a lot of MS patients at that time. And I had learned about Terry Walls, who had is a um, big in this kind of functional medicine world. Um, she wrote a book, The Walls Protocol. It's all about how to change your diet to reverse um, chronic neurological conditions like MS. And it's, you know, um, a lot of a lot of vegetables, basically. Um, and then there's also uh, the Bredesen Protocol, which is how to reverse cognitive decline and end Alzheimer's. And so I would talk about this with my patients, and I would mention it to my doctors, and, like, they just didn't care. They just were like, you can't reverse anything in the brain. Like, the brain isn't plastic. The brain is forever. Like, if once it happens, it's that's it. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no um, coming back from that. And I just, it was so against the grain. And I just felt like such an outcast. And I was getting so frustrated with that. And yeah. like patients, you know, it was like 50-50. Like some patients were fine with not getting better. Yeah. And they just kind of were like, whatever. I'm here to do this, go home, and one day I'm going to die. Like, and they were fine with that. 50 other, 50% of the patients wanted to know what they could do at home. Yeah. And so I would talk about diet and it just felt really unsupported and it was really like honestly evil. Like I remember I invited and uh, there was a talk on Bredesen at a local functional medicine place, which I eventually ended up working at. Um, and I invited a doctor to come with me, like a new neurologist. I'm like, Hey, did you know you can reverse Alzheimer's? She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, with food, you should come to this yeah. training with me. I think it's going to be really cool. And it's, I, I wanted to bridge the things because I don't think that it's completely bad, you yeah. know, uh, conventional. Like there's a there's a place for that. Exactly. Um, I agree. And I at my t at the time, like I wanted to bridge the two. Like how can we work together? Um, and she completely ghosted me and like just felt like she would be outcasted by her peers if she came to this like oh. rogue doctor thing, you know. Um, and so That's at that so point, yeah, I was like, no, I really feel like these are my people, mm -hmm. you know, and I need to surround myself with people. When you want to make a drastic change in your life, the best way to do that is to go to the places where those people hang out, you yeah. know, um, and then just sit there and learn, you know. Um, and so that's what I did. I was like, I ended up, this functional medicine office was right across the street from my neurology office. <laughs> and so one day on lunch, I just walked over there and was like, hey, I don't have any experience in functional medicine at all, except my own. Yeah. I can do IV therapy, but like, you know, I see you have an IV room. And they're like, oh my gosh, actually, we just hired a doctor that brought in, that brought his ozone generator to our practice. We need an IV nurse. And it was like a God thing. Like it yeah. was just timing, you know, yeah. lined up perfectly. Alignment, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's how that happened. And I, it just felt so right. Like everything had led me to that. Cause I've had a very unconventional nursing career. <laughs> I will say. What do you mean by that? So most nurses will go and immediately work in a hospital when they mm -hmm. graduate and stay there yeah. for the decades, you know, and like <clears throat> hospitals are really good at, at, uh, making you feel like you need to do more. Like you need to get certified. You need to be on this board. You need to do all these things in order to be like better and work your way up. Mm -hmm. You know, you start off as like a baby nurse and then, you know, you're not really like, I don't, and this isn't always true, but like they don't even respect you till you're 10 years in, you know, it's like right. they, it's very corporate. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very political. Yeah. And, um, I just, 
I never lasted in the same job as a nurse for more than two years. Every two years, I've I switched because there was always something there, like eth either ethically or like something with management or mm -hmm. something like one time I was sent home for crying because a child died. <laughs> like, yeah. And they were like, you got to go? You got to go home. You can't have that here. And that's, you know, extreme. Yeah. But also, like, I'm a career. I'm a very sensitive, empathic person. So, like. But I also feel like that's good to be. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm losing all my marbles now. But I'm like, I feel like that's a very normal reaction. I see, like, a oh, kid yeah. crying. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm about oh, to yeah. cry because you're crying. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I have people come into my office. There's been so many tears in my office. Like, crying is so yeah. therapeutic. <laughs> yeah. Um, you shouldn't shut that down. But anyway, so, yeah, I had a, a new job, like, every two years. Um, and it was always for something, like, real, real, like, unethical. Like, I can't stand this anymore, you know. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of home health, home infusion, case management, I did some contracting nursing in the hospital. Um, I started off, like, I worked as a patient care technician and then transferred into, like, the RN role. And that was really hard for me, that transition between patient care tech and registered nurse. That that very first job out of nursing school, I was like, nah, this isn't for me. So I kind of went straight into, like, home health. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, talk about ethical dilemmas. Like, yeah. home health is, if you've ever done home health, like, you know but what I'm talking about. But it's just... Um, yeah, there was like really shady things that happened and it's all money. It's all very yeah. greed um, driven. Like, how do we keep this patient in, a patient of ours so that we can keep billing? Yeah. Um, and That's then, so yeah. And even with like really intense drug therapies, like I did a lot of IV antibiotics at home for patients. Yeah, you can you can do IV like antibiotics at home. Um, and like sometimes patients would be on them for like nine weeks, 12 weeks. And, you know, obviously like the pharmacies wanted to keep those patients around because those are good money making patients. And so this is a scandal that I cannot get on. This is just nuts, girl. Nuts. This is why I don't think, I mean, I get super passionate about it. And like, I, I mean, my parents, I definitely think, think I, I've lost all my marbles, but there's just... I mean, my mom had a situation recently where she went into the hospital, all of these different issues. They kept her there for a week to tell her that they didn't know it was wrong. And it was just another thing that I'm like, how do you not mm -hmm. know what, I mean, I hate to, but like what you went to how many years of school? I'm not trying to be mean. And I know there's doctors out there listening to it. I'm not saying that you're not smart, but it's just, how can you go to someone? And then they, they literally just are like, oh, you're out of here. And they just don't do anything. I'm like, I mean, it's like you go in to pay for a car wash and they're like, oh, sorry, we don't have a car wash. And like, oh, no, like, bye. It's like, no, 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 you're going to be mad if you paid for something, all this money. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I didn't, I just don't understand why it's not talked about more, but it's probably like a lot of other things. They don't want everyone to know. It's probably why there's so much mm -hmm. fast food and all of this going on. But I'm like, there's so much that people don't know. And I also think it's a lot simpler yeah. than we make it out to be when people always come in like, how do you eat so healthy? How do you do this? I'm like, stick to what's on the earth and you're going to be 80% ahead of the game as long as you're fueling your body with I'm not saying that it can cure everything, but I do feel even for me, acne, I had terrible cramps. I was fatigued. The second I switched my diet, my entire life changed, literally. And yeah. so it's just- It's poison. Yeah. And yeah. 
you're just not taught it and you don't know. And to your point, which environment, whether you're personal or professional, I think is huge. How important do you feel, especially when you're going down a little bit of a different path, it is to surround yourself with like-minded people? Because I never got kind of bullied like you did, but I definitely have had people that are like, you've lost it. What what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what are you saying? Oh, and it's totally. very... Community is everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's... You're not going to ever feel confident in what you're doing if someone doesn't like uh, validate that for you. Yeah. You know, and um, I, that's why I think things like this, what exactly what you're doing, podcasts and having these conversations publicly is so important. And it's why it's growing the way it has. Yeah. I learned everything through podcasts. Like yeah. I'm always listening to a podcast. Yeah. You know, and um, if you don't have like-minded people around you, find them, you know, and, or, um, online. So, well, not maybe tangibly, but I think just overall, I think a lot of people get stuck with like, how do I find those type of people? If I'm in maybe a very different space, like you were in old school going towards something new. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is doing a little bit of, you know, a little bit of research. Yeah. Where do these people hang out? And then putting yourself out there. I mean, it's awkward to be like, Hey, we are into the same things. Can we be friends? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that's one of the things I love about my business is that it's a community, really. Yeah. I mean, there's IV bars that pop up. They're everywhere now. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a really cool place because you're sitting there for like an hour and a half and you can't really move. <laughs> yeah. Um, where there's so much conversation that goes on. People are sharing their stories. You know, what are you here for? Or like they overhear me talking to this patient about what they're here for and and what some things we can do and they they chime in and it's such a really cool place to meet like minded people. Yeah, IV bars are a great place to do that. Yeah, they're like people are there for vitamins. Yeah, <laughs> they're there for health reasons. Yeah, yeah, and they're chilling for an hour. So, um, yeah, I mean it's it's all about putting yourself in those situations and not and not um, not being nervous about about being weird yeah right just kind of removing like don't care about that kind of stuff you know there's someone out there that agrees with you and it's just about finding that person and uh yeah like I said just putting yourself out there how did you come up with the idea for your own business when did you make the full-on jump into your own endeavor uh, to be honest, it wasn't my idea. I okay. was like, most practitioners were not business people. So I would have never had the courage or anything like that to do this if it wasn't for the people around me that were encouraging me to do it. Um, and out of necessity. <laughs> yeah. What I do is this, it's called ozone therapy. It's uh, been really effective against COVID. And so... There was definitely opportunity there mm-hmm. um, at the time. So what is ozone therapy before you go into that? Okay. So ozone is oxygen. Yeah. It's O3 instead of O2, which just makes it a very special kind of oxygen, a very activated form of oxygen. We're back in chemistry. Every um, atom in a molecule wants to for a pair. Uh-huh. And so when there's three atoms... It wants to donate that third oxygen atom in a process called oxidation. Ozone is an oxidative therapy. And so there's a lot of healing benefits when it's applied to the body. 
in a very, um, you know, specific way. You know, you want to be careful with it. There's definitely the correct dose and time to do it. Um, and yeah, there's a bunch of really cool kind of miraculous things that happen when it, when it comes in the body. It's called the miracle molecule. Um, our body creates ozone naturally, but when we generate it externally and then apply it, it's anti-inflammatory, it's anti-pathogenic, it, um, is immunomodulating, which means upregulates the immune system when needed and downregulates it when needed, like helpful for autoimmunity. Yeah. It, um, helps with mitochondrial repair. So mitochondria is the powerhouse of our cells. This mm-hmm. is how ATP or energy is produced in our body. This is a big topic in, in functional healing is mitochondrial repair. Helps with that. And oxygen utilization. So not only supplies supplemental oxygen, but also changes the way your body utilizes oxygen. Oxygen is the most vital um, thing in our body that we need. It's the first thing that we require when we are alive. That first breath and the last thing to go when you die required for every single process in our body. Yeah. Um, and with stress and disease and aging, uh, it, we our body doesn't utilize oxygen as well. It's actually like the root of the root of the root is oxygen utilization and how well your body's using oxygen. Oh. As well as um, mitochondria and then inflammation and then detox. I mean, it really covers all root cause issues, which is why it's so helpful with so many different things. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So basically anything to do with inflammation and pathogens, mitochondria, oxygen, or your immune system, ozone will help with. How often do your patients typically get it? And is there a certain, it sounds like there it's a range, so it's not maybe like someone only with an autoimmune disorder, but give examples of the type of patients that you see and then how often they go okay. to see significant difference. Yeah. So it totally varies and depends on the situation obviously you know I don't ever give any blanket recommendations and if you're going to an ozone place and they are trying to sell you on a package of ozones that might not be what you need yeah um yeah because you could definitely overdo it it's important to work with someone who's experienced in this yeah um it's very safe there's really not any um like big dangers of of doing it, but you can feel like shit if you don't do it right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't know if you're not allowed to cut us on here. Oh, no, you're fine. You're okay. good. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <coughs> you're yeah, totally. you can feel bad if it's too much, but um, so yeah, you know, and again, any of those five things, if those are a thing for you, it can be helpful with, but I would say the top, you know, kind of reasons, obviously acute illness. So like if you're sick with a virus or an infection of any kind, bacterial, parasitic, mold, yeast, um, it can help with that detox. Um, for detoxing protocols, yeah, it's probably going to take more than one one treatment. Yeah. There's many different ways you can also receive ozone therapy. There's the IV form, which is what I do. It's called mm-hmm. major autohemotherapy, a big word, which just means we take your blood, a blood sample, and then we mix it with ozone and we give it back to you. You're using your own blood to heal yourself. It's the medium in which it delivers the ozone throughout the body. That's the like most um, systemic way or whole body treatment you can do. Um, it really helps. It's a really powerful, um, aggressive therapy that, that can um, bring you better results faster. Okay. So it's like the gold standard for ozone therapy. 
but it's a gas, so you can do a lot of things with this gas. You can absorb it into water, oil, um, different mediums, or you can inject it directly into the body. Like you can put it in your ears for an ear infection. You can put it in your nasal passages for congestion. Um, you can do it rectally. Rectally is great because there's a lot of vascularity in your rectum, colon, and so it'll absorb into your bloodstream and have a systemic um, effect there too, which is the cheapest way to get the best, the best way to get ozone. You know, it's the cheapest, best way to do it. Yeah. Especially because you can do it at home. You don't even have to go into a practice like mine to do it that way. Anyone can ozone, I mean, um, anyone can purchase an ozone generator for home use. Wow. Yeah. And it's so Never easy. Yeah, it's super easy. And um, it's a little intimidating. There's a learning curve. But yeah. it's one of those things like once I bought it for my house, this was the other thing that kind of sparked me to do my own business because I bought yeah. one for myself. And then it was just so natural for me to want to talk about it and teach about it because it pretty much cleared out my medicine cabinet. Like I don't really need much else. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so kind of back to the top reasons, acute infection, acute illness, um, autoimmunity, um, again, anything inflammatory. So if you have a steroid that you're taking for your treatment and you don't want to be on that steroid anymore, try ozone. It's very, My sister needs to listen to this. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I have a lot of Crohn's UC patients that come yeah. and see me. Um, and let's see what else I said. Ear infections is a big one. Yeah. I see a lot of moms bring me their babies, yeah. their children. <laughs> this should be the frontline treatment for ear infections over antibiotics because it's, there's no side effects Yeah, and your body doesn't like ever get used to it. Like it does with antibiotics to where like eventually antibiotics aren't going to work for you. Ozone doesn't work that way. It's not a drug. Yeah. It works by stimulating processes in your body that happen naturally. Just needs a little boost, a little help getting there. That's what yeah. ozone does. So, um, yeah, and what else? Uh, infections. I said mold. Oh, Lyme. Ooh. Lyme disease. One of the most um, sought-after treatments for Lyme disease. Yeah. It's awesome for Lyme disease, it's, especially when we add UV light therapy to it. Yeah, that's like a whole nother thing. Wow. But. I've seen quite a few people just through social media that went through and had Lyme disease, which is so I kind of we're going to keep going down that path. But before I want you to touch a little bit on starting it and how you knew that mm -hmm. it was time for you to fully jump in and do your own thing. OK, so during the pandemic, I was one of the only people showing up at the office. <laughs> Everybody was able to like kind of see their patients at home. But yeah. I had clients that were in the middle of their protocol. So obviously like they have to come in and get their treatments. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we saw we saw people for COVID and did ozone for them. And it was, you know, at the beginning when we didn't know as much as we do now and to see to see something work so well and then it be completely shut down by local hospitals. I was working at the time with the lobbyists to try to get this in hospitals and they just wouldn't even hear us out. And we, well, I was working with a group of really well-respected doctors and they didn't want to hear anything that we were saying about it. Um, Shocker. I know. 
right? That's why I don't have the vaccine. Oh, it works? I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's a scam. Literally, it's such a scam. I mean, I can't even go down the path of vaccines because I'll get canceled on this podcast. But like, it is (laughs) such a scam. It's. It literally was not. I can't. It's. What? I said it's murder. It's just like. It's bad. It's. And it's so. No one has any information. It's. And honestly, my mom was having a lot. Of, she got blood clots. You know what's a side effect of the vaccine in COVID? Blood clots. Right. I'm like, you're an idiot. Why did you get it? My dad <laughs> and me are on the same page. I mean, people can say I'm crazy, but I refused to get that thing put in me because I'm like, it doesn't work. My friends yeah. who gave me COVID had the vaccine. If the vaccine worked, then they wouldn't have gotten COVID and either would I have because they wouldn't have gotten it. So it's just like, no, I was the only one that was very anti-vax. I'm like, I don't care. Kick yeah. me to wherever. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's all of that that fueled yeah. me to do this because I felt so passionate about having something that worked that wasn't being used. And I'm like, we, like my mission is to get ozone for everybody. Like everybody should know about ozone therapy. Why did they say no to you? Politics? Or why do you feel that they brought you were bringing really them a great solution. Question. <laughs> to be honest, when I first learned about it, I was like, what? You're going to start an IV and then drain my blood, put the bag on the floor to use gravity to drain, like bloodlet, basically. Then you're going to put that in my blood and then you're going to give it back to me. I mean, it's it's out there. It feels weird at first, you know. Um, so one of the things that I'm really passionate about is kind of normalizing this thing. Yeah. And making practitioners and nurses more confident with this therapy because it is so out there and I think that it's you know it's the fear of the unknown but is it really out there if there's science behind it I think this is where and not to say like don't use that wording but I think it's funny and I catch myself like we think these things are quote-unquote out there these are scientifically totally proven to work like we're not coming up with this on the side of the street oh let me put some rocks together and then like this is there's science behind this and so that's why it's hard for me and when everything was going on with COVID, it was hard for me to rationalize like if people are giving you scientifically backed yeah. solutions but you're coming together with something that is not scientifically proven to i mean it, it doesn't even make logical sense to me like it, it didn't right it doesn't make sense the problem is is people want to see research Right. They want to see the double blinded studies and they want it to be proven to them why it works. They won't try it if they know it works unless they understand why. Why it works. Why it works. And it's not like, why do you need to know how it works if it works? Especially when people are dying. Yeah. You know? Um, And it's not, it is science. And there's a lot of, there is research on ozone and there's a lot of science. There's a lot of things that we can explain about ozone therapy. Yeah. And there's a little bit that we don't, can't explain. But that's with everything. Right? Um, You don't know 100% of the answers. That's life. Like, that's just. Totally. And guess what? We're not going to know all the answers. No. You know, there is, there are things that are happening that we are never going to understand. Yeah. You know, Um, we're just, us as humans, we're just behind. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's um, a little bit of fear of unknown mixed with um, ego, you know, and money. Why it's not being used and looking at looked at. But, um, yeah, actually, there was a place in Addison, Texas, who 
was they weren't doing IV. They were doing like sauna, ozone sauna, which is another way you can get ozone therapy. Uh, but they were making like crazy claims pretty early on. Like, this is the cure for COVID. Come get an ozone sauna. Um, and you just can't say that. Yeah. And they came in, the FDA came in and shut them down. And then, um, yeah, like I had to kind of disable my Instagram for a little while because weird things were happening. Like, I remember after you started your practice. No, this was before. Okay. Um, it's like kind of still propelling me kind of to start my own thing. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, I was like getting on stories and I don't have very many followers at that time, like two to 300 followers. Like, well, anyways, I would share on stories like, guys, don't freak out. Like we're using ozone therapy to eradicate Lyme disease, which is the most trickiest virus there is. Yeah. We're reversing like HPV and they're using it for HIV, like all these really scary, hard viruses like covid's got nothing on this you know and i would just say things like that and weird things would happen like my stories would just disappear and again i'm not a conspiracy theorist at all but like this is what actually happened uh yeah they take that shit down they're like oh you're going against the grain bye yeah that's not freedom of speech people okay that is called controlling the narrative it's maddening they're censoring me yeah oh they do that to so many people there's so many influencers that came out and were like i am getting totally cut off yeah. And you, I still see it. Like um, anytime I do a live interview, sometimes I'll do like lives on Instagram with yeah. practitioners that I think have a lot of really cool things to share about. And um, their views are so down, like, you know, a couple hundred versus like thousands. Like I'll post a video of me like, you know, doing lymphatic brushing and that has like thousands of views. And then when I'm talking to a practitioner about like how to heal, it'll be like 100 views. So it's weird, you know, like little things like that. But anyways, I disabled my Instagram because um, at the clinic I was working at, especially after Donald Trump sent that thing, (laughs) we were getting like calls from anonymous people, weird, you know, I see a lot of females (laughs) in this industry more than males. It was a lot of like males calling being like, do you do, do you, do you do ozone therapy or do you do you UV light therapy like things they could have found on our internet like they were definitely trying to get us at that time and then um, trying to get you for what for making claims that we had a cure for covid oh so these were unsolicited people that were basically trying to take down your business yeah okay Got not it. my business at the time but like where i was at yeah because there's not at that especially at that time there was not very many people doing this therapy and so yeah we were definitely being targeted and then um, something changed. The law changed. There was a lobbyist, her name is Sheila Hemphill, who, um, you know, there's a federal law that says we have the right to try anything that's not approved by the FDA. Um, like it's our right, a federal law that we're, we should be allowed to do anything that we want, even if yeah. it's not approved by the FDA. The problem is, is doctors won't agree to do anything that's yeah. not approved by the FDA. But <laughs> Sheila started this <clears throat> initiative called the Texas Right to Know. And so the problem is, is like, we don't know what to try if we don't know about it. Yeah. Right. So it's knowledge is power. Yeah. She works with practitioners to try to get their message out there and protect their license so that we, the people, can know about these therapies. Anyway, she worked with um, the Texas Medical Board and like whatever lawmakers to change the law to say that. Now we can use ozone to treat COVID as long as, 
you know, the patient is aware that it's not an FDA approved treatment and that like they've tried everything else. Yeah. So that changed and I felt more comfortable about speaking about it on Instagram and now like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, come and get me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's because I just feel so passionate about our right to know. Yeah. Like the people need to know <laughs> about ozone. It comes back to choice and just like you have the choice to go to McDonald's or you have the choice to eat a salad or just like you have the choice to get a Diet Coke or drink water. I mean, we all have a choice each and every single day and knowledge is power. And I think you kind of hit, you touched on this earlier, but how I figured out a lot of the issues I was having was through podcast as well. And I think that's why, again, like they've done so well is because you hear these authentic conversations that were not taught. When I go into an OB's office, the only thing she cares about, and this happened to me, is selling me birth control. This chick was the better salesperson than me. She was hassling me. I have, actually, that's false. I went into another one only because I had to get like a checkup because you have to do that. But outside of that, I have been traumatized to ever go back to one because she was so inconsiderate and so aggressive and did not give a shit about me in the slightest. All she wanted me was to get something shoved into me that she didn't even know what it was. And it had like a 5% less of getting pregnant, which is not even why I was on birth control. So I'm like, no, the answer is no. But that's what you're taught unless you are open-minded and you, like me, I just got super curious and I'm like, this isn't working. Like what you're telling me isn't working. Yeah. But the stuff that is working, people are like, oh, no, no, don't talk about that. Or, or, oh, don't do this. It's like, what do you, it's just ironic that what does work is what's being kept hush hush and I know it's for money and I'm not naive to that but it's just so sad because so many people just get caught in the trap yeah but that's changing yeah it is I really really feel that it is like even you just knowing someone who's seen me like yeah it's so um empowering for me and like gives me faith and hope that things are changing um we just got to keep talking about it and not just what you're doing but I feel like overall there's so much knowledge and there's so much opportunity for people to learn about it and I think it it goes back to like if this is the route you want to go down or even if it's not it's just listen to what other people are saying and don't be so quick to say no because nine times out of ten like there's a reason why they're saying this and that's why I mean and I are very much on the same page with a lot of things I think I'm probably a little bit more extreme with health than she is but she has issues and it's like she's gone through trying to find different ways to cure it and it's like nothing is working and just like your son it's like you get rid of dairy and now he has no eczema I mean if steroids so obvious yeah it's so maddening that there's answers that are being kept from us and from your I mean I kind of asked you it in terms of like ozone therapy but from like a high level being in functional medicine now outside of money what do you feel are some misconceptions about about functional medicine that are negatively impacting people's belief on the importance and why you need to know about it. Sure. I mean, functional medicine, quote unquote, is another like just kind of category of ways to approach a problem. Mm -hmm. And there are like not good and bad, but like good and better practitioners, even in this space, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, 
what I see is that, first of all, I'm not a functional medicine provider. Yeah. I don't see patients in that way. Like I work with people who are working with functional medicine providers and have, we're using ozone in a protocol to get them to their goal. So I don't necessarily do that. Yeah. But um, it actually gives me a very unique uh, point of view when I'm talking talking to my clients because I get to hear all the stories about yeah. what's going on. But in functional medicine, sometimes it can be um, replacing pills with supplements. Mm-hmm. And it's very expensive. You know, like, first of all, it's a, lot, a big time commitment. And then... They want you to do all this blood work and then do all these supplements and then completely change your diet and your lifestyle and all these things. And it's just a lot. It's overwhelming. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that maybe the biggest misconception is that you have to do all that. Yeah. I don't think you have to do all that. Mm -hmm. I don't even think you have to do all that testing. I think that even functional medicine is changing. Um, into more like foundational medicine. Like what do we need to do as a foundation every day that's free? Yeah. You know, um, you don't need to be on supplements. You don't need to um, completely change your life overnight in order to get well. What's unrealistic. It is. And it's it's actually kind of hurtful for people. Like it can make you too stressed out. And stress is the number one thing that we're working against right mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we don't want to add to that but um yeah I think another one is that like people think that if a doctor is um like using different um energy healing methods or um bioresonance testing muscle testing or um or just some kind of other out there things that these people are whack or yeah. like voodoo doctors just because you can't see energy and frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a, you know, I think a misconception totally about that too yeah. is um, like some people call me like their voodoo doctor. And I'm like, it's actually science, you know, ozone is science. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Where do you feel that stems from as a society that it's voodoo or I mean, it, it's it's always woo woo or you're out there or yeah. I saw in Sports Center uh, Ryan Clark said something about going back and he used like basically saying animals like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's super into like all this type of stuff. He's friends with Audrey Marcus and all that. And the guy the announcer was like, go back with all like the orangutans or something like kind of all the wow. crazy people. But when he said that, I was just it's so interesting that you have such a negative yeah. connotation on people that are doing things that are helping their physical and mental body. We're not coming from space and telling you to do all these things that aren't scientifically proven. So where do you think that just stems from as a society? I mean, it's definitely a program that's Mm -hmm. been installed into us for generations, you know, like, which is we're burned for using plant medicine. Where now, like the biggest company in the supplement world right now, Cellcor, like it's all plants and energy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but it's bottled to look like a normal supplement pill, but it's all energy and plants. Like people were being like hung for this, you know, back in the day. So yeah, it's definitely a program that we, um, 
have to A, know exactly how it works uh-huh. in order to, to use it. And um, energy work frequencies, it's like you don't you can't see it. So you it's it's like it's like believing in Santa Claus. Yeah. It's like um, if you can't see it, if you don't understand it, then it then it doesn't then it, then it's food. It's magic. It's yeah. It's um, orangutan medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. I was just like, LOL. I mean, he yeah. was basically alluding to me because that's like very much me, but I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm turning off this sport on this episode. Yeah, no, I'm over it. Um, for ozone therapy, I know we touched a little bit on like who are the type of people. With what you do, what do you feel is the most important thing for people to understand about this type of treatment? Definitely education. Education. Yeah, because again, like it's becoming a lot more popular. IV bars, you know, these kind of like walk off the street, come in. <laughs> what do I need to do to heal my body? Um, and really relying on that nurse, that practitioner to to tell you what to do. I don't people want to know all the time, like how how often do I come in? You know, how many of this is I get it. You want to budget your money, but like I never give people the the straightforward answer because I want to teach them how to know when it's time, when they need it. Because ozone is a really powerful tool, but it's not necessarily required. You know, there's a lot of things we can do. It's a luxury for sure. Um, That to say, like, it's one of the most uh, effective things that you can do um, in the appropriate dose and frequency. So I do a lot of work with Okay, um, let's just say a Lyme patient comes in and, um, you know, with Lyme, it's chronic and they're super sick. They don't feel good. They've probably been to countless doctors, you know, and so they're ready to heal and and get through this. And they've heard amazing things about ozone and it is miraculous. Like sometimes it only takes a couple of treatments to, to obviously feel better, you know, um, So I have to do a lot of kind of pumping of the brakes of like, okay, ozone is really good at killing off pathogens, but if your drainage pathways are blocked, meaning there's seven organs in our body that are responsible for getting rid of toxins. You know, if if all those seven organs were functioning optimally, all your drainage pathways were open, as we get exposed to things, which we will, they will just flow right through us, right? They'll come out of our, through our kidneys, through our bowels, through our sweat, through our lungs. Um, but if those are blocked and then we do a bunch of killing off with ozone, you're going to feel horrible because you just, your toxic bucket, if you will, if you think of your body as a bucket, it's full with all these t- toxins. And then what ozone does is um, we, we kill a little bit off whatever's in your blood. Uh-huh. And then when we give that blood back to you, your body sees the dead end pathogen and, and, and creates a widespread immune response. Kind of similar to a vaccine and immunotherapy, right? It's like a deadened pathogen that gets injected into your body to create an, a widespread response. That's what ozone major auto hemotherapy does. So if your bucket's already full because the drainage isn't draining, and then we go and we kill all that off, you're going to feel horrible. So there's a lot of things you need to do before you do yeah. ozone therapy. 
um, in order to have a good experience, especially if you're dealing with something like Lyme disease, mold toxicity, parasites, you're a highly sensitive person. It isn't smart to go out there and just sign up for ozone, get a package of ozone treatments, and think that you're going to be cured and feeling better. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Like you, you really need to know and understand your body and how it works holistically mm-hmm. before you use ozone for that. I'm all about proactive to this type of stuff. How can yeah. someone be, pro- I know with Lyme disease, like some of these things, it's just like the inevitable or maybe you've had it for a while. What are certain things that you advise people to do to be proactive in their overall health and nutrition so that they don't end up? And obviously you want them to see you because you want to share it, but you don't want them to be sick. So what are some things that you guide people on just like being proactive for their overall health? I'm, I always go back to foundations, right? So mm-hmm. like sleep, stress management, vitamin D, <laughs> nutrition. Yeah. Um, but I would add in there like um, your spiritual care, yeah. right? And like because if we don't have a purpose in our life, then what's the point? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it's all body, mind, spirit. And I do a really good job at keeping my body healthy and my mind clear, but sometimes that spiritual peace is missing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is like the thing that I would have been focusing on a lot, you know, more recently. Um, yeah, sleep, stress, diet, vitamin D, spiritual health. Was there an event that you can think back to in your life that triggered you down the spiritual awakening or the more spiritual side of you? Mm. well I guess really anytime you experience loss in your life or grief you know you turn to God yeah um looking for answers (laughs) yeah um but it's not it's not all about that for me you know it's um it's really been like I, I and you, it's easy to get caught up to in the spiritual world of like fixing things, right? It's like you have a problem, I want to fix it. I'm such a fixer, you know. I'm like, if with everyone, like I want to fix me, I want to fix my family, and it's really not my job to do that. So um, it's just another thing that I figured out that if I ignore it, I'm never gonna feel whole, mm. and you know. It's really getting back to nature. (laughs) And um, it just feels good. It just feels good to do spiritual practice and be close to God. Yeah. What are some things that you do that help you develop that and help you come back to your center, come back to your grounded place? Um, Spending time with myself, Mm -hmm. you know, not doing anything. Telling myself, like, Rest is productive. Yeah. I'm learning that lesson too. <laughs> yeah. And there is one thing I do every week that I never miss or that I haven't in the past year or so, which is community, you know, getting together with my group of people and talking and having vulnerable conversations, um, journaling together. Yeah. And um, community really helps. So definitely finding that and then showing up committing to it yeah a few more for you okay um where do you see I think there's been a shift I think COVID did a lot of good I think 
I mean, there's, there's good and bad, but for me, I think it yeah. kind of opened our eyes to kind of some of the stuff that you're talking about. And a lot of people are just opening their minds to the nonsense that we've kind of been told. Where do you think the shift is going to go over the next five to 10 years? Yeah, I think it's only up from here. You know, I think we're all experiencing a massive awakening. Yeah. <laughs> Raising uh, consciousness of everybody together. So it's exciting. But with that comes, you know, upheaval, detox. We're all detoxing everything right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it might be a little painful as we go through this detox as a society. Yeah. You know, as we um, get exposed to information that is like upsetting right it's like mm. figuring out that we're being lied to and poisoned not fun yeah no <laughs> but it is for the better yeah right and so I do think it's up from here mm-hmm. I think that there is um you know as much as like technology and um you know companies that are coming up with products as much as that kind of sounds scary and like, oh, you know, there's still that worry about like, is this all just about money? There is some really cool tech coming out that is um, going to be really groundbreaking in the energy world mm-hmm. that is going to really help us heal as a nation. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Is this something you're doing or do you have insight or knowledge? No, not that I'm doing personally. Okay. I've started like kind of um, frequency is definitely one of the hot words in, in the biohacking world, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've, I went to this conference a couple months ago, biohacking conference, and I met some amazing practitioners and companies. One of them in, in uh, to name is Lila Quantum Energy. And they have products that are basically like healing people's energy fields, uh-huh. protecting us from EMFs and everything. Um, really simple technology well not simple not completely understood we don't know how it works but um simple in the fact that like it takes it down to the simplest form of of life like right we're just looking at we're all frequency everything has a frequency and if we can you know information is frequency and if it's just like going down to the most basic level and healing that from from there Mm -hmm. um and there's so much potential with that. Yeah. You know, so it's exciting. Um, starting to kind of incorporate that with my with my stuff, but not, yeah, I mean, there's tons of companies coming out there. I was just, um, every week I'm, I got invited to this, they call it masterminds. You know, it's a group of practitioners kind of like coming together and having these conversations, you know, by invite only. And like, we're all sharing like really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, there was this guy who was talking today about, he um, has discovered a way to basically detect what is going on. What, like he can predict off of a blood dried blood sample that you have a 80% chance of getting cancer in the next month. Like it's basically psychic kind of. Yeah. It's like psychic, but it's like. Yeah, like telling the future, right? I know it sounds psychic, but it's science and it's energy. And so just really cool, like really cool things are coming from the health tech kind of biohacking world. It's exciting. Yeah, I love that type of stuff. If there's someone right now that's struggling with 
any sort of illness, autoimmune disorder, just overall health issues, what's one piece of advice that you would give them on healing? Trust. Trust. Trust what? Trust in yourself that your body can heal. You know, like God designed our bodies to heal and it's just about figuring out what it is that you need. That's it. And it can be simple, you know. Um, It's easy to lose faith when you've been through conventional medicine. Yeah. Um, But trust that we're here for a reason mm-hmm. and um that the body is amazing like it can heal from anything you know you break a bone your body can regrow your bone you yeah. cut your skin it's gonna grow back like why don't you think you can heal from this um yeah love that trusting the process yeah that's something i need to do uh in, in my life so i love that and then yeah. thank you so much for being on is there anything else yeah. that you want to share with the audience that I have not. I also want you to market yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's anything else that we have not discussed that you're like, I really wanted to say this, take the floor. If not, market yourself. Hmm. I'm not good at marketing myself. <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you? Say, where can, yeah. uh, if someone is like, I am love this episode, I want to talk to you, where can they find you? Instagram, website, yeah. where's your business? Give sure. them all the details. So I have two Instagram handles. One is more geared towards like nursing and me sharing all my like geeky, sciencey things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Dara Kempka underscore RN. Um, and then I have my business Instagram, which is Natural Infusion Partners. We can put that in like show notes yeah i'm gonna okay. put all this in show notes yeah yeah and i have a website naturalinfusionpartners.com where i have a blog explains what i do there and oh okay i'll say one thing yeah um go if you're a practitioner like a nurse or a doctor who wants to learn how to do iv ozone therapy there are not any certification programs out there except one that i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> so in um february in miami okay we're doing uh, one of the only IV certification courses you can take for this type of therapy. Okay. And so people yeah. can just, I'm assuming, contact you if this is of interest to them. Yeah, contact me. There's a link in my bio Okay, that you can sign up for that. And if it's a hit, which I I think it will be, we're going to go on tour and like be all over. Wow. She's so. taking it global, folks. Yeah. And you heard it here first on the POP <laughs> podcast. So when she right. is... World renowned. You'll know where she started. She started. I oh, love that. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Last question. Okay. Is Dara, what are you grateful for today? Mm. You know, Dara. Yeah. Dara. Jesus, Aaron. Like Dara. Sarah. What are you grateful for today? I would say, you know, opportunity for sure. Like, There are other people who do what I do and don't have these opportunities that I've been given. Yeah. It's been like mind blowing to me. You know, it's just like keeps coming and like things like this, you know. Um, So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Opportunity for sure. Oh, I love that. And I'm going to say I am grateful for my health and just all of like these type of conversations. I feel like just light me on fire because it's it's hard to trust yourself when you feel like you're kind of 
in left field or people are making you seem like you're in left field. So I feel like it's mm-hmm. conversations like that to just affirm like, okay, yeah. you're not in left field. You're on to something. You just have to keep going down that path. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank How you. was it? It was awesome. I need to take this.